0: What's up? Uh, welcome in to a January, the probably 29th friendship emulator. We got Monty. Hello. Howdy, howdy. Monty K in the house. Monty Corbell. Um, just a homie from the onlines. And, uh, I've brought you here today to discuss, uh, internet
1: videos and music and shit. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, um, I guess to introduce myself, I I make music. Find me on Spotify, Monty Corbell, Monty with an I, Bell spelled like Beauty and the Beast. Um, EDM stuff. Um, I I don't watch as much Fish Tank as as you do, so maybe. <laughs> maybe no, you can it's not me like it's not speed. like
0: a it's not like a Fish Tank Digest program. It's just like my okay. hyper obsession at the moment. Martin is Martin is not as into it as I am, but he is nice enough to talk to me about it and like he follows a couple accounts and shit. Um okay. No, it's almost over. Uh I'm not really watching,
1: <laughs> I'd say uh, when, not when watching I say I'm not watching religiously.
0: Was...
1: What was the last what thing saw you was... said? Was... The, the girl sh- there's this girl who paid $25,000 to stay the night there on the show which is which is insane to me oh the girl the with the fish tank B&B, they called it the airbnb what for fish tank there <laughs> was um
0: there was a random staff member that someone postulated might have been one of those cuz there was like a random guy that hung out for like 6 hours one day and then just disappeared what the <laughs> hell? he wasn't even doing yeah. anything um and then someone else was speculating that one of the other freeloaders was one of those but she was confirmed right she had the girl
1: with the extensions uh yeah, i mean it was like a blonde girl she sort yeah. of looks like Addison Ray from TikTok she she started getting her hair cut off by by Frank Hassel and then <laughs> that's right yeah and then, That's she why, was- you know, if you're a woman and you want to go on that show, you better be ready to like lose all of your hair. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's like, like they a have a fetish for it or something. It's, I think it's terribly sad. I, I'm it's, growing up my hair, I'm a guy. So, I mean, it doesn't matter if my hair gets cut, but like it took me two years for it to even get like down my neck. And you have I, long hair too, don't you? Like I took just a while, cut it actually.
0: It? I just cut Whoa. it. it's really short now but oh, i had short. it for did a long get like a time and i loved it <laughs> no i just cut it with scissors it's actually kind of shaggy oh shit
1: you did it yourself okay cool um does it does it look okay <laughs> I, don't yeah. know I, I have i hair? look
0: i think i actually look better with short hair i just uh yeah i just wanted to do the long thing for a while because i felt like it was like yeah i don't know yeah it's, it's a, a long story begins. but yeah oh it's cutting but, your hair is a long story
1: no, or growing, cutting it out is a long story.
0: I feel like cutting your hair is never a long story. You know what I mean? Did <laughs> you just got annoyed with it? No, I did it in a fit of passion at my lowest Ooh. at my lowest point in life. Uh, happens. I'm jo- I'm I'm joking, but not really. Oh. It was it was one of those things where it's like, okay, we're we're definitely entering a new
1: phase of our life right now. Oh I mean, yeah. it made it made sense, you know. Yeah, yeah, I love doing that type of shit where it's like, okay, this this is going to mark like the next chapter. Like, I I have a bunch of tattoos that sort of is like a lot of my tattoos are just like irrelevant to me now because they just represent my obsession at the time. <laughs> like yeah. we were just saying, we have obsessions. Yeah.
0: hyper obsession, hyper reality For obsessions. No, yeah, the yeah. the hair thing though, it's sad. In a weird way, I'm like slightly more attracted to Taylee from Fish Tank after Not she, she's bald. It's weird, but <laughs> maybe I'm like a little fruity or something. I just ah. think she like uh it almost like emphasizes like her her like wiry frame in a way. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's true. She definitely know. looks different. I think I think when she cut her hair, someone said, like, oh, you look like... Oh, I forgot what name they said. But he was like, you look like a guy named Elmer or something like that. <laughs> there was uh,
0: Sid from Toy Story, the bad... <laughs> the bad guy, the bad kid who has the fucked up toys in Toy Story.
1: Oh, yeah, with the funny face. Or uh, Seven of Nine,
0: she looks kind of like. <laughs> yeah, she from has a... sort
1: of a... Polish face. I wouldn't be surprised if she was Polish in heritage. Kind of that upturned nose that you see people have sometimes. She's from Texas? Are there Polish people in Texas? Oh, I have no idea. Texas. I wonder. Interesting.
0: She's probably like a like a mutt that like moved around. But I see.
1: I could see that. I, I see wonder that. how Summer is doing. <laughs> I can't I think followed, of Kansas now without thinking of Summer. She followed me. It follows you, okay? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, she followed me back,
0: uh, and actually, the current Twitter avatar for the Friendship Emulator uh, account is a picture of her.
1: Well, okay. Well, that's one way to get so her attention. That's uh
0: <laughs> It's a hyper obsession. It's a really. It's a really. Uh, dare I say, kino shot. Of okay. uh, yeah. her, her peaking like half of her face is, like, below the frame. It's, like, a really good, like, screenshot. Okay. I haven't
1: seen it, but that's that's pretty funny. Well, she was only... Yeah. I don't know. Oh, she's, like, active on Twitter now. Is she okay? She she was in
0: the hospital for, like, a couple weeks, I think. She, um... My God.
1: Jeez. She said that she
0: was actively on medication the whole time. But she's a PTSD diagnosis, and uh, she claims that she had mania, and she's she's doing this thing where there's like there might be like an expose on how she was treated, and I think she went a little. She didn't really put it into strict terms what happened, but like,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, if she's gonna threaten the integrity of the show, like blame them for wanting her off the show.
0: No, she like business. she um she took pictures of like bruises on her knees and shit, and was like claims See? that she was like drugged and claims to have a, a confirmation from some sort of authority on this.
1: Um, let's just entertain this as an actual possibility that the fish tank contestants are being drugged. I just no, <laughs> this- I feel like. <laughs>
0: what did she what could have happened like they mixed up her medication with someone else's
1: uh okay yes it could have been an accident um I don't know I mean you see the way the house is just trashed like there's a there's like a fold-up chair just stuck in the wall like the the place is just for the end, and for, for the I feel ending, like you right had to now, be on drugs to just walk around and feel like everything's okay here. Well, there was <laughs> so alcohol me. and nicotine. Maybe she thinks alcohol
0: and nicotine constitute drugging. I don't know. But it's not like anyone was like peer pressured into drinking. That was like a thing that some people are claiming. There's a lot of, uh, you know, white night white folks coming for, they really. Come out of the woodwork when
1: there seems to be foul play. Was it ever explained why they're so, uh, are they promoting smoking so much, smoking cigarettes?
0: I don't know, but I was thinking about that and I hate it because kind I'll never weird. be able to. Even
1: Jet will just be like sitting around smoking cigarettes. It's just like so weird to look at.
0: Yeah. Bex, uh, Ben, all the staff. Yeah. Mm. Josie and Vance, I don't know. Maybe they were like instructed not to. They're not allowed to get them <laughs> delivered to them. Um, I see. But yeah, I'll never be able to watch back and uh, like enjoy this season without wanting to smoke. And I want to quit smoking.
1: Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about I'm like, like
0: going to quit smoking, but like, I guess it's not <laughs> watching. <laughs> Watching reruns of Fish Tank season 2 is is not uh the biggest
1: the biggest deal, I guess. Who who yeah, knows where the show's going to go? Yeah, I mean they're they're thinking about like, you know, what if we had 10 seasons, you know? And they said like if they get that far, like they're just going to start doing Jet ridiculous said, things. Jet said um I'll do this until somebody kills me. <laughs> which is just an edgy way of saying i'll do this until i die yeah Jeez. good he won the lottery when it comes to like expressing yourself creatively like he not only gets to do what he wants to do but he's doing it at its fullest capacity and, and like <laughs> he's appreciated it for it too like um, like this just started as some sort of idea and the way it blossomed like it's way better than whatever the original thought was.
0: Yeah. There was like the phrase, there was like the phrase hell house that came out of one of like Sam's streams. And from that, I remember seeing that clip. Yeah. From that, I thought that Sam was really the brainchild, but I don't think he, I think jet really is the brainchild. Like he had the concept. I think I read something about him having the concept like years ago originally
1: i remember seeing that that hell house idea the clip of that um way before and they're like cracking uh, up fish about. Tank. and then suddenly fish tank came out and i'm like holy shit! what how is this happening
0: <laughs> yeah i never had the desire to like tune in to the mde stuff until some it's just like a crazy it's such a creative
1: idea i think yeah and it's not actually good. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> Sam Hyde like was pretty successful like with adults women and stuff and then he just had like this hiatus after he was hit by controversy. And he just wasn't making stuff for years and now suddenly it's like Sam Hyde comeback season and Yeah. He's huge. He's huge now. He did it's, something with his I, money maybe? I don't know.
0: I think he did something okay. with his brand. Like he just like slowly brought his brand back. I see. Yeah, with like know. maybe his podcast, and then he's doing like in the cultural shift of like 2016, and like people not being like navel gazers like they used to, right?
1: Like I'm like one yeah, of those. Yeah, I mean people. we're in completely different times compared to how we were in 2016. Like I think they talk about the political pendulum swinging, and I think I think we're on the other side now. Yeah, we're not living in the political correctness anymore, like we were in
0: 2016.
1: You hear like song lyrics.
0: You hear like song lyrics from like 2015, 2014, or something. That if it's like some like political folk band or punk band or something, and it's like, it's rough. It's kind of cringy. It's rough to listen
1: to. You don't. You don't like to hear. You don't love to hear it. But, amazing yeah. that we that we lived through 2016 like people we talk about times of the past like oh you know like this is what the 90s were like this is what the 70s were like like 2016 it's like its own creature like it stands out from the decade that it exists in. yeah and it's, it's like the boiling point it's like the
0: um what do you call it like the climax or like peak of like a
1: graph oh yeah or... yeah climax yeah or it's or it's you know maybe it's the when little the story starts to get good <laughs> it's the
0: little it's the little blip in the lie detector test <laughs> oh the spike yeah uh that brief moment but then like the two or three years surrounding it really weird really weird transformations yeah. um
1: We'll yeah, see where was, it goes. I mean, yeah. we're in election year again. We'll see. We'll that was see another funny thing they did on Fish Tank, <laughs> by the way, is they gave everyone lie detector tests. <laughs> oh, I missed that. That's funny. It was. So, it was
0: kind of funny. Did anything get exposed that maybe wouldn't have been exposed without the lie detector test? I'm not sure. I think they. Okay. I don't know if they revealed the results or or not. The other thing they're doing now is. Uh, like painting and putting like fake brambles and shit everywhere to turn the house into a swamp
1: <laughs> what oh my god they already turned it Olympics? into a beach <laughs> yeah oh my god they they won't be able to how are they going to fix this house like how are you going to get sand i heard it was house?
0: a t- quote-unquote tear down which i didn't know was a thing
1: Whoa, so they could do whatever they want they're oh, just gonna they could definitely make it into a swamp well they no they <laughs> literally
0: like that's why I was confused a few days ago. They like ripped out uh, entire walls except for the banisters,
1: yeah. and I was like, yeah, what and the if... fuck and then suddenly <laughs> yeah, we there's like dollars. all these like, like the... season one like you can't do that. <laughs> they had to pay eighteen thousand dollars for the broken cupboards yeah, it was a rental, right. Yeah, it was a rental. Yeah. And I think he like maybe knew the guy, like they had connections somehow. So it wasn't like a completely blindsided situation. But... Yeah, Nick uh,
0: Rochefort. um Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's built like ten or twelve houses in his life or something. Yeah, Sam yeah, really reveres him. House, like yeah. it was like yeah, you can like he can do what he what he wants to do. He's built a dozen houses in his life. <laughs> right. Which I mean, yeah, I mean, sure. If we're going to put someone on That's top true. for anything, why not building houses? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's kind of a top G though. He's cool. I don't yeah,
1: know. I, I have friends that say that Nick is funnier than Sam. And I absolutely disagree. <laughs> I think he's. I think I don't know. It's different different senses. senses of humor. He's kind of pissy. Sam is. He isn't he's willing to. to
0: he isn't willing to make himself like the butt of a joke like Sam is. Kind of. Not uh, the not the butt of a joke, but like, sort of like clown around, you know. Kind of kind of lower when, status.
1: Like Nick's sense of humor is more like like writing jokes. Well, I think Sam's is more sporadic
0: oh yeah like he'll he'll have like and... a like a riff that's like what if what if uh it's very like nick mullen actually <laughs> what if uh <laughs> kermit the frog was from india
1: <laughs> i think nick mullen is the most talented comedian of our time i don't think anyone beats him yeah but he's like
0: that's what he does though he's like a, he's a riffer that's true yeah Oh, is it a Steve Har? There's like a Steve Harvey joke. Um,
1: Oh, I think I know it's, uh, like, uh, uh he's hosting some sort of like holocaust or he finds out about the Holocaust <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. He's like, the Nuremberg trials. what? <laughs> Steve the, trains? Harvey? <laughs> <laughs> the trains went where? <laughs>
0: uh, oh, man. Yeah. Good one. What's the, what's the Larry, the cable guy quote that I like to say. Um, I don't care who you are. that's funny right there. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. No, I had mentioned to you that um some of some of my uh, fr- friends and listeners might find you a bit irreverent, but that's just me that's me projecting my own self
1: consciousness about my like <clears throat> I when it comes to the word irreverent, what does that mean? because I do have a limited vocabulary.
0: A reverend just uh <laughs> like maybe you have like a bl- like blue what's blue humor or whatever they call it oh man um, i feel
1: like i'm oiq what i don't know what you're talking about at all what is blue humor? like
0: i'm trying to think of the most <laughs> charitable, charitable way to say it. Or... no blue no, no, like right. blue like politically incorrect. incorrect like without saying oh i, I oh crap okay Ooh. like but I mean, I mean, that's a reverend is kind of like code for like that. But well, like, uh, I don't, I don't really think that's why I'm saying I'm projecting my own self-consciousness coming from like, um, l- basically liberalism. <laughs> that was a big shift. Okay. Uh, meeting you was actually a big shift. Um, in like learning to accept Sam Hyde as like a comedian, all that
1: shit. You know what I mean? right yeah I mean it, it's funny like a lot of my friends like they just assume that I'm liberal and I, I don't I don't really I'm not a political person I don't think I, I think maybe I may maybe I lean right maybe I'm moderate I don't know I don't think about it too much but like yeah I don't know I think there's kind of like a freedom in just sort of blaming wherever you want to stand politically and not like marrying yourself to some ideological group
0: yeah, I mean, I come from an ilk of like leftists who dislike lib- centrist liberals. So, like, okay, um, the concept of liberalism. Oh, okay. I, I oh, so is, your friends <laughs> won't like me then? <laughs> well, is if you if you consider yourself I'm a moderate. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, I, w- I would always I like Bernie say, Sanders.
1: I thought Bernie Sanders was cool. Right now, I'm not
0: sure <laughs> even where I would place myself because. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, I think far leftists and like, um, I don't know, like moderate rightoids or whatever, rightoids, (laughs) I'm talking about charitable language, um, moderate right wingers and far leftists, I think have a common, uh, enemy in like centrist liberals maybe, Mm -hmm. or even, or even, um. I not that. Left of... I don't know. Like, in, in the... I would say in the, uh, what, Overton window or whatever, there's a big valley between, like, the far left. That's the way I view it, though, as, like, somewhat, like, kind of like an anarchist socialist, where, like, the far left is, like, up there, uh, and there's something almost it, more... Um, no.
1: There's something why, almost more Why honorable. is there... Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Oh well, I was just wondering, like, why is it uh, so disdained to to not fully commit to the left in the eyes of the leftists? Like, why is it is it a sense of like not not committing to to the ideals that well, that it's like I guess neo-
0: neoliberalism was a buzzword for a long time, right? right. What and is that, that became... like AOC? Um, maybe. Okay maybe no yeah on the on the left side of it but yeah a little bit um i think the the leftists that i know probably aren't feeling too hot on bernie and aoc where that's the thing man that's the thing it's like we're fucking oh we're we're disenfranchised we're we're a people without a home on
1: this political
0: spectrum here i don't know yeah um Well, according to like the whole like, I would
1: think everyone still likes AOC and especially Bernie Sanders. Like he was a he was a hero to people.
0: There's leftists that would say AOC like betrayed us for like voting yes on like some spending bill, maybe. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. Can't keep everyone happy, I guess. It's yeah, democracy is well understood by everyone. <laughs> yes. But yeah, uh, Democracy's messy. I don't. I don't. Um. Yeah. I just feel like we're we're like in a in a in a limbo and a stalemate as uh whatever like Bernie socialists might have. You know I don't know. Like you're not like for the Bernie tax rates, and I. I sort, not, of, no. I, I sort of know when see I hear that,
1: that he said that like 99 percent income tax is necessary for the rich. It was just okay. That takes it a little bit too far. 99, 96? <laughs> was it like two or six or something? He said he's the thing is like people would catch him like out in the street and they would ask him like different percentiles and he would just agree to whatever. So there are different. <laughs> I think I've heard 90. I've heard 99. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because. Banking on what
0: like fifty percent of voters like hating rich people that much, maybe
1: I don't know right it's yeah it's 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 really weird that he he goes after the rich so much, I wonder aren't there something hidden there, because you would think like these people in power would always want to cater to the rich, which you know money equals power,
0: oh, like you think maybe Bernie is like um conspiratorial.
1: I've only recently thought about this, but it just seems a little fishy. And like the thing is, too, like a lot of like a lot of celebrities and stuff, like during the Bernie time, like they were all like for him. But if he would have won, they would have been hurt by him. It's just like why? What was Wait,
0: going on there? Who would have been hurt by him?
1: Rich celebrities that. Saying I I'm for Bernie. Oh, her if you heard burn. in their pocketbooks, yeah.
0: They would have been um Yeah. Possibly like if if any of those ninetieth percentile figures are true, um yeah. are Brad
1: yeah, Pitt they're, they're basically just voting for their own destruction at that point. And it's yeah. like why? What are we missing here? <laughs> well, I guess
0: Brad Pitt isn't the rich one of the richest people though. He's like I would say he's like in that mid mid range, like Eyes Wide Shut, uh, goon squad like sector of society.
1: Brad Pitt was a Bernie bro.
0: I don't. I'm just thinking Mark Ruffalo. I, I whatever. Yeah, there's I, I think, think there's like was There's one. like a good uh, handful of them. George Clooney maybe. But those those people aren't like billionaires, are they?
1: Looking this up on Twitter now. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like they wouldn't. Yeah, I guess if they have fifty million dollars, like maybe wouldn't be a crazy difference in them and their taxes. Especially someone since like they don't Tom know Hanks what to do through. with their money; they just like give it to charity and stuff anyway. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, someone
0: like Mark Ruffalo or George Clooney or Tom Hanks, a uh, voting Democrat yeah I guess that's I guess that's part of the reason they go for more moderate Democrats is because less severe uh, marginal tax rates yeah,
1: <clears throat> which is perfectly reasonable I would say it, it was funny. I saw this clip from I don't know if you're keeping up with the election here this year. Nikki Haley are you familiar with her? Oh
0: yeah, people. Uh, there yeah, she seems to be like all a buzz right now. Someone was talking about her at, at my place of work.
1: Okay. She yeah, said she's something definitely got a lot of buzz around her name, yeah.
0: She said something weird the other day. Um there's a lot of things. It's something anti Semitic or something? What was it? Oh. I think I missed this one.
1: <laughs> Maybe she was I was something ridiculous, I don't know. One thing that that concerns me greatly about her is she says that she's going to put into law if she's president that every online account will be associated with your your government name. Like she's basically is going to destroy anim- anonymity. That's crazy, and they wonder why people
0: say the Nazis were socialist.
1: And no, I'm getting, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> bringing,
0: bringing you on here is like such a, it's like, it's like a um, uh, power move almost.
1: <laughs> okay. So like, I, I don't even like, I always think of myself as like a normal guy. And then like, I go out into the world and I have conversations with people and like, maybe I'm like, I feel like I surprise people sometimes. No, I feel like I'm being it's like just,
0: prejudiced too. Like I, I get what okay. you're saying. I see. I get what you're saying. I know what you mean. Like you don't want to be yeah. like the token. Like you just said, you're like a cent- like centrist, basically. Really? Yeah, I'm like
1: I'm a normal guy. <laughs> like okay, okay. Did you so- watch?
0: Did you watch earlier in Fish Tank season, w- season two, when Cole was around,
1: by chance? Uh, yes, I was watching like really closely like the first two weeks. So do you remember the scene when
0: he left? Or no, 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 no. It was. It was the lecture that Sam had with him like a few days before he left about poor people. Um no, I didn't see this. It was like he was what talking about the... Brian in particular. Okay. Brian that's why the uh Brian working or going to soup kitchens is like a meme now because Brian like um The lecture that he gave Cole privately was either before or after the crazy challenge they had where Brian was, like, screaming out about the soup kitchens. But Sam Hyde said, uh, poor people suck to Cole during this, like, lecture. And then he was like, uh, Cole was like, well, I mean, rich people suck. Like, everyone sucks. He's like, No poor people suck. (laughs) And then he like bashed something in and left. Oh, but it was like, um, it was during a moment when this, like it's, I don't know. It's like, it's Andy Kaufman fucking politics. Shit. It's crazy. The way that he worked, like the narrative, right? Because it's like this leftist, like moderately, like socialist, like at least liberal, like socially liberal. This Brian guy, sleeping around, like, fucking, like, I don't know, like, freewheeling it, like, slumming, whatever. He's kind of dirty, and he's, like, poor, but he went to college, and he's, like, complaining and,
1: like, blaming other people for his problems. And it's, like... In some way, like, Brian, like, really represents, like, a whole demographic of people. You don't want to be a Brian, Right, but I feel like we all know, like, a Brian or people like Brian. Like, he sort of, like, re- represents, like, that type. When I first, when he first came in,
0: I was like, <clears throat> oh, wait, he was, like, a late edition or something? I was, like, really surprised. I was like, what the fuck? But, yeah, yeah. he's, I mean, no homo, but he's, like, theoretically, intellectually an attractive guy who, like, can get by on... Like, that's a weird thing to say for, like, a guy. And I guess it's misogynistic.
1: No, uh, oh, I, I think he has, like, the male version of privilege. Like, I know what you're talking about. Like, like he doesn't... Like, it, Like he's poor, but yet he's living like someone who, who has made successes for himself. Like, he just sort of slips by somehow because there is some sort of innate prejudice positive prejudice for you know better looking people and that's just some weird human psychology trait that we all suffer
0: yeah it's weird like he's actually very attractive he looks like almost like i don't know he looks like a specific movie star from like the 80s or 90s like a young uh tom hanks or something i don't know like a
1: jake gyllenhaal sort of
0: tom cruise i mean Jake Gyllenhaal, Channing Tatum, Tom
1: Cruise is not a good-looking guy. <laughs> well, when he
0: was younger.
1: Oh, you think? Okay,
0: yeah. I don't know. I just guess Tom Cruise is He's kind ugly. of <laughs> he's kind of weird-looking. Are you not a Tom Cruise guy? I
1: don't like Tom Cruise that much. You know what I really don't like is uh oh, I forgot his name. He just had a 62nd birthday recently. Um Jim Carrey. I don't like that. 62nd birthday? <laughs> Yeah, he's six, I think he's sixty two years oh, old, Jim Carrey no, is. I thought
0: I thought you said <laughs> his birthday like it lasted sixty seconds. Oh <laughs> sixty two, sixty second, yes. I was like so he was Confusion like born on is, a leap year maybe and there's like something weird with the moon. <laughs> <laughs> they all timed it out perfectly. No, he was just on a lot of acid. That's what he does now, right?
1: Is that why he's so weird now? He's got this 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 giant beard. Have you seen the weird like Oscar his hair out?
0: the Oscar thing? Like the the interview he gave at the Oscars um at the red carpet a few years back? Where he's like um no I haven't. Someone asks him about like a movie. It's almost like that uh there's a Jeff Goldblum one that's like really popular too where he's kind of like spaced out and they're like asking about what's going to happen with like the franchise and this superhero and what's the future? And he's like, I don't know anything about, he's basically saying like, I'm not a, I'm not a nerd. Sorry. But with, uh, with Jim Carrey, he was like, literally like, seemed like he was on acid. He was like talking about like, I don't know. Like someone asked him about like his career, like what, what, I don't know. He just went off about like the universe and like Yeah. Mm. It was really weird. That's the I, thing about acid,
1: like it can be good, it can be bad. It all depends what you do during that you on acid. Go to the Oscars when you're like one of the most famous <laughs> people on the planet and have a bunch of cameras on you. Well, I think like what it is, like okay. I, I think about psychedelics sometimes and it's like what I think it is, it's like you're you're experiencing like a year of experiences within like that 7 hour period of you being on acid. Yeah, like, the, that the, makes the sense. The memories that you have like they they stick with you. Like Every if, you're, 15 if you're minutes let's say, watching like a-, a show while you're on acid, you're going to remember that show for the rest of your life as if it was an experience that you had for the course of you know oh. longer than a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I definitely have like LPS that I connect with because I was high on acid.
1: Right, there's it. It's it's making some sort of like deep carbs in the brain, or maybe cementing some sort of synapse connections. And that's something like if you're going to do LSD, you need to really consider what you're going to do while you're on LSD, because that's probably going to stick with you for the rest of your life, or it's going to have some sort of long-lasting effect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think mushrooms too? Like don't get into, I think mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Mushrooms. They're like
0: almost not as, they're like more potent, but not at the same time. They're like,
1: yeah. I mean, everyone always says they're like emotional. Like the worst (laughs) thing you could do for yourself is to take psychedelics and then just start doing a bunch of research on like conspiracy theories you you're never going to snap out of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's just one going thing,
1: to ruin your brain.
0: I had, um, a friend of mine who I think was just like, kind of generally annoyed by me. Okay. Just like even outside of like our acid trip together. But he like said something rude to me and yeah, that was like, that was fucking crazy. I was like dude we just had like this nice day together we were fucking riding our bikes in the sunshine i'm like sorry i like talked too much for a second interesting it was weird but also that guy was kind of an asshole
1: so like while you were still in it that's when he made that comment. yeah but it was like
0: it was probably i probably blew it out of proportion in my head i'm not sure that happened
1: for sure yeah, yeah, there was another thing. The first time I ever roast. did mushrooms,
0: there was a guy that started uh, chopping away at this bush with like a Bowie knife, and it freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> I was like, "Why you got a uh, knife, man? Like, I didn't even know he had a knife." And <laughs>
1: yeah, one time I was one time I was on acid, and I cut open a kiwi, and it was bright green on the inside, like kiwis are. And I felt like I was doing something invasive to the fruit like <laughs> oh i really shouldn't be seeing this this inside like this is so personal to the kiwi <laughs> it's one <funny>. of <laughs> the way the brain operates on the, the other drugs. story it's not always he, logical <laughs> yeah no with like
0: weird viscous fluids i have a friend that tells a story about puking while he was on acid oh but then he like thought that it was like an egg or something it was weird <laughs> oh man but one That's time was one time I was like mouth, alien style <laughs> yeah I don't even know awesome. really gross <laughs> okay so one time I was like going 30 35 miles an hour on like a bike without a helmet and there was like branches in the road and I was really okay. high on LSD Yeah. And uh, I had a near-death experience, like, years later. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Near-death experience. I've never had one of those.
0: I had a, I, like, uh, I'm just, like, full of stories right now. Um, I, like, did a 360 on the freeway on the ice and, like, ended up on the shoulder with, like, a bunch of cars, like, around me just zooming. Oh. So I did like a 180, East. basically. Wait. Like, so
1: what do you mean 360? Like on what? On what? What's the pivot point?
0: Like I turned like to the right, like 180 degrees. Actually, down. Like, like just to the side. Like it was like I was going downhill and to the right and hit like a patch of ice, so I just like started wow. spinning. But there was like cars like right in like in the lane to this, the right side of me, and I was like going past them <laughs> actually don't i don't know I don't think i ever learned where you live, uh like north Seattle area
1: ish oh oh okay yeah and i'm in I'm in Colorado now, <laughs> they're both on the west,
0: yeah, Colorado's more west than I um realized earlier
1: in my life. I guess.
0: Yeah, I've they, never uh, been there.
1: They don't I don't think they wear cowboy boots out here, but maybe if I went out into the more smaller towns I might see them. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that sort
0: of fashion on the in Portland and Seattle isn't Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe that's not true. I think you can usually find some cowboy shit at thrift stores in Seattle. But it is a big city. I,
1: yeah, yeah. I lived in in Texas, and that's a whole different story. <laughs> a lot of a lot of cowboy stuff down there. I want to go to
0: like Arizona and deal turquoise.
1: Arizona is the only place I've been where I've seen um, people like conceal and carry. Like they they have a handgun like on their belt in the grocery store. <laughs> I've never seen that anywhere else. Not even Texas.
0: I've seen Open it. Open carry, and there. I think they call that.
1: I've seen it Have here you seen and there, that?
0: but I'm really? like I'm in actually really Yeah. I'm in a um I'm in a city I think that is not typical. Hmm. It's almost uh it's almost like the rural area outside of Seattle. I see, I see. Or it was, like, yeah. I mean, like, and it's still yeah.
1: like in the West. Like, you have to think, like, like the West and Texas are so similar when it comes to like my freedom, you know, type people. Yeah, and I don't know. I think Seattle maybe is a little bit corrupted, probably from like, Orlandia, whatever that show was that, <laughs> that promoted hipsters to go out that direction. But,
0: I don't even like hang out in Seattle proper too much the past few years but mm. a lot of people's perception of it is that like just a bunch of people move there to work at the amazon bubble
1: and it's too expensive yeah you're right why was i blaming the or i don't even remember what show i'm trying to talk about no portlandia is that what it's, called? it's it's That's um, the show
0: yeah but like local seattle politics are weird i uh i don't know I spoke to. Were you s- living
1: in Seattle when the Chaz happened?
0: Yeah. Um. Believe it or not. <laughs> oh my God! Can I reveal this information? Oh my God! <laughs> I don't know if he'll. Okay. Right, you well, could maybe
1: try to mask it. Well, the friend of the know.
0: show, the only other friend of the show, really was there.
1: Whoa!
0: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, he was there, and um.
1: It was a uh, he has a lot of stories <laughs> to tell about it Damn. but yeah it's, it's pretty. you know like, what's Ram crazy like i wish there were like movies like around that type of like in that setting because that is probably one of the most unique events in american history in my opinion
0: yeah who would uh who would direct that like faithfully though i know that's
1: the thing like hollywood itself is just so corrupt like, Harvey Weinstein wasn't the only one. <laughs> Let's just say that, and
0: they yeah. definitely have like a
1: a, a theme or a, a maybe a political standing uh, that's pretty hard set. Just a lot I, of I know uh, there were
0: censors and shit. I don't know,
1: right? A lot of uh oh, yeah. PR I mean, just people. to have like one town make all the movies, it's it's insane. Yeah, it, they should like make another Hollywood companies. in like Atlanta or something.
0: <laughs> I have my opinions about Hollywood are that like just movies just aren't the same anymore. I like I, I should probably gather more data on that and watch more new movies, but I've I'm not as interested in like post twenty ten sort of era films.
1: I think what it is, is movies have this this expectation to like continue to be better and better and better. And with that comes the cost of that. So it's like, movies from decades ago didn't cost hundreds of millions of dollars to produce. So there's less pressure, which gives you more creative freedom. But now that you basically have this expectation of, okay, if we're going to greenlight this movie, we're going to have to put three hundred million dollars into it well that adds a bunch of pressure to make sure you make that money back yeah. people just can't like make cheap movies anymore like it's not acceptable and that just ruins the art
0: yeah that is no that's a good point because yeah that's that's where all those like censors and standards department things
1: come from is securing the investment right yeah Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think, I, yeah, I think it's more, probably more about money than it is about how they feel politically. Yeah. <laughs> and it's,
0: and it's like the same, it's, it's not like the same stories being told over and over, but like the rhythms of like cinematic moments and like the fact that like there's never a silent moment in like the soundtrack to a movie ever anymore. That Um, bugs me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like every, it always has to be flowing into this like multimedia spectacle. You know what I mean, and the music just never stops. That's like one of the things. Like music just never stops in movies anymore. There's like one moment of silence, like right before the climax. That's like meant to for like emotional
1: pull. You know, right. But I familiar uh, with. Go ahead. Oh, go on. I was I was gonna ask if you're familiar with Vincent Gallo.
0: No, but I was gonna get I was gonna talk about some old movie shit. Who is?
1: What did he? Is he a director? Um, yeah, he's like an insane person that somehow is able to make movies, and he hasn't made movies for a while. Like, did he make he made um, Buffalo '66, Mother
0: Mother Dearest, or mo- Mother or mm. something? No.
1: No, Mother, I think that's uh, Zaf- Zach Safdie. I, I think I'm saying his name wrong. Oh, never mind. That's Darren Ar- Aronofsky.
0: Who's that? I think? Oh, okay.
1: The guy who did Odd Cut Gems. I was thinking of that guy. I thought they made, I thought that was the same movie. Uh, no, um, Gems. Buffalo
0: 66.
1: I haven't... I've definitely heard the name. What else did he make? Um, Buffalo 66 and the Brown Bunny. Um pretty much like the only known ones. And I guess he's like trying to cast a movie now, but he just immediately got into controversy. um, Because I don't know, he was like sexually harassing some chick who was auditioning for a role or something, which isn't surprising. Like he is an insane person. (laughs) Damn. Like he's also an artist and I wouldn't be surprised if like in today's age, he put out a movie where there was, you know, a scene of just like silence. Because he's also like an artistic person. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all.
0: That's that's all I
1: was. That's all. That's all I was going.
0: Who's the guy? Warner Herzog. Do you like him?
1: I don't know who that is, he's Warner like another Herzog. like
0: kind of like crazy guy. I don't know if he's like a like assaulted any. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually had. But he's worked with Dan Harmon actually as a voice actor. Okay. Um, he's another like weirdo uh, crazy person filmmaker that I kind of want to get into
1: I'm looking at his list of movies now too Werner Herzog eats his shoe what the heck is that
0: <laughs> he's like experimental <laughs> as fuck he's almost like Tommy Wiseau or something but more respectable oh
1: interesting But he's been around
0: for a while though
1: I would love to, I mean, it's so weird, like, that we're not in an age of experimentalism. Like, even with the internet, like, people still want to put themselves in these cookie-cutter molds. It's like, why? Like, we have freedom to really do anything. Like, why are we still trying to conform the way we are? I feel like it seems like it's getting
0: worse. It's weird to think of experimental as, like, a genre in itself, too. Especially, like, for music, I think that's the answer, you know, is, like, mm-hmm. not, not like, specifically classifying yourself as experimental, but that's definitely, like, the notion of, like, that's what, what yeah. need. you need.
1: Like, you make music, I make music, and, like, I think it's just a death trap to all your genre experimental because there's so much bad experimental out there. There's so many people who just don't give a shit. Experimental is
0: something that has to come, like... Uh, speak for itself, right? Mm. Like, you don't label it, but if, like, other people... I would consider it a compliment if other people labeled my music experimental, but I wouldn't, like, say it about myself.
1: I might actually use that yeah. tag. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think my music is experimental, but, like, accidentally, I you know? Yeah, I like... I um, just whatever your style is, is how people take it in. I like
0: Phil Elvrum a lot. I think I even talked about him on the last episode of the podcast, maybe. But he's a uh, yeah, a lot of people consider him like indie folk singer-songwriter or whatever, but he's definitely just an experimental musician. I think I think there's a lot of value. I think you'll vibe with this. I also want to ask you a question about like breakcore, which is like an interesting genre that's like gotten buzz lately. But, um, I think, wait, what was I, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, the, okay. So this is not only for music, but to use music as an example, like the best stuff is the stuff that like redefines what music even is kind of, um, okay. Like, pushing the boundaries of like how it's packaged. I guess that's the whole thing with um pop music is that it's always commodified and packaged. So just, but music in general,
1: I don't know. So, well, I think like one good example of this is uh, Kanye West, 808s and Heartbreaks from 2008.
0: I was going to say and- Kanye, but... um. Didn't he do something like okay, Life of Pablo? He updated it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, okay, uh, that was a shit show. It could have been. It, it, in concept, it sounds cool, but it it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, it, just it was sloppy.
0: It it could have been an entirely like evolving animal.
1: Yeah, I wish, like, when he talks about himself and he talks about all these great ideas, I wish he would actually commit to these ideas and make them great instead of just, like, half-assing it and then describing it as this great thing.
0: And then, like, like just, moving on the the common to his next thing, idea. Like, West. That.
1: Yeah, just, like, forgetting about it. Yeah. yeah. This is the living, breathing album that you're seeing transform in real time. It's like, <laughs> what, you, like, added a fucking drum somewhere and didn't mention it anywhere? Yeah, you separated <laughs> just, like, one of randomly. the tracks
0: out into a separate track. <laughs> yeah it's like
1: oh okay this is a different vocalist here now okay but no I see what you're saying with 808s and Heartbreaks what do you gotta do just listen to it 80 times to catch him yeah 808s and Heartbreaks um so I was gonna say about that is like that came at a time when like this is early 2000s hip hop like baggy jeans you know the flat brim caps and 50 cent 808s 50 cent and he was up against 50 cent with that album like there was like a Basically, a standoff between them—like who's going to make uh, more sales on this release date that they that they share. Oh, yeah. And so, Fifty Cent—he's like, "All right, I'm the best in hip hop. Here's my hip hop album." And it was what you would expect in early two thousand hip hop. Then Kanye West—he released. You know, these these slow, melodic drums. It's sort of lo-fi, before lo-fi existed. And he's just singing in auto-tune. Which auto-tune was new in itself, too. And auto-tune was really only used by, like, E-Pain. But, like, in a more R&B way. So he... Kanye West was, like, almost creating this this weird genre. And, like, from that, like, Drake was able to then express his more soft side... With singing and stuff. Yeah. And, like, from there, just, it just blew up. Then you got The weekend. You got all these people now who are in this, like, new version of, I guess, hip-hop.
0: I used to think that, like, Lupe Fiasco was, like, the real Kanye West when, like, both of them were coming up. What? I don't <laughs> what know do why. Mean? I don't know, because he was just, like, all, he, like, had a backpack sort of vibe to him. Ah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know. I, I never really listened to him too much. He, he never got big. I don't think anyone listens to fucking Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> think him up now. I,
1: I, even I can't even I'm
0: think of a Lupe guy. Fiasco song, honestly. But he's got that vibe. Oh, kick, push.
1: Do you remember that one? I remember that song. I don't know. It's about skateboarding. Kick, push, kick, push. <laughs> For real? See, backpacker. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. 2006. Holy... <laughs> It was a weird uh, time. Oh, wait. You just mentioned someone else. I forgot what you said. Um, Lupe the Fiasco? Audience has, um, the audience has the ability to go back 10 seconds and say, what's this? Why did you forget? You guys are so stupid.
0: That's what I did with Break Core. That's why I wanted to bring it up again, because I did that uh, last Oh, yeah, time. yeah, yeah. But um, was that the thing? No, but we could talk about no. Break Core. I mentioned some other some other artist, you said? You did, yeah. And it wasn't Kanye? Did I say Radiohead?
1: Oh. Well, I was going to no, say man.
0: Radiohead kind of... You're driving the audience crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, huh. this is why I have to stop smoking weed, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like um, all over the place myself. Radiohead,
0: Radiohead is one of those acts that like fucked with the music
1: industry, too, with In Rainbows okay i'm not i'm really not too familiar with like anything before 2004
0: (laughs) (laughs) this was a little after okay so what they did was it was like pay what you want digital
1: oh that shit yeah
0: yeah which isn't really about the music and it's not it's definitely not the best radiohead album but it was interesting that they promoted it differently
1: I love all the synth stuff that Radiohead does. There's one that's, like, trending on TikTok right now, but I wouldn't know enough to know, even know the name. Was it a bedroom they use, like, pop really, artist? Really nice
0: Were you talking about bedroom pop? Sorry, I was going back to that thing where you are like...
1: Yeah. Crap, I mean, we could spend the rest of the episode trying to remember what we said. No, but the, <laughs> uh,
0: the bedroom pop thing intrigued me, too, because... Or, no, you said lo fi.
1: Yeah, I mentioned lo fi, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know about Bedroom Pop too. I, I think Bedroom Pop is like this weird. I think it was this. I think it was a resp- the industry's response to SoundCloud taking away attention from the traditional streaming platforms. Okay. Like if they were to, like, corporatize Bedroom Pop, which. Like, people wanted to listen to, you know, people making music in their homes and just posting on SoundCloud. That's what was the rage in like 2014, 2015. So, if they could corporatize that and make people famous and call it bedroom pop, like, I I, I don't believe Billie Eilish is organic in her up, uprising. Is Billie Eilish considered bedroom pop, really? The story of Billie Eilish was, um, One day she posted ocean eyes on SoundCloud and overnight it was a smash hit. Okay. And it was like being retweeted by like celebrities and shit. And it's like that, that does not happen. (laughs) So I think like that was maybe the industry's way of like taking back what's theirs, taking the spotlight back saying, Oh yeah. You know, this is bedroom pop. We have it here
0: that's interesting do you think people would even mm-hmm. consider her bedroom pop though like as as um as much as some other artists that came later I don't even
1: I think like that's why I think like this whole thing was a ploy like people don't really talk about bedroom pop anymore all all I know
0: is um uh Biba Doobie and uh isn't like Olivia Rodriguez kind of that too
1: Oh well, yeah, you're right. I think they would consider her that, yeah. I mean, Olivia I Rodriguez like, is
0: kind of like new Billie Eilish. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Like, I think at one time, like, even Taylor Swift was marketed as someone who was, like, laying on her floor writing songs into a notepad.
0: Yeah, well, that's you know, the thing.
1: <laughs> it hits, like, some weird marketing stuff. And that's what I was saying, like, with, with Bedroom Pop. Like, I don't think it's a thing anymore. I think it was just a way to take back the listeners that they had lost And now that everyone's back and listening to Billie Eilish and Olivia Rodrigo, like they don't need to call it that anymore. It's just pop now.
0: Yeah, but there's also another, um, I feel like there's another cultural shift in bedroom pop in like the early 2000s. I've referred to like early 2000s music as like pre-bedroom pop because because of the sort of um, like the hollowing out of the music industry and the lack of like record contracts to go around. Yeah. Um, it was almost like, uh, there was a golden age, like right before 2005 of like bands that were still like working in professional studios with like an indie sound. Right. Uh, yeah. And then a lot of those bands failed the books failed, the beta band failed, uh, and they both, like, stated up front that it was, like, for financial reasons. And now it's, like, 2023 Animal Collective couldn't, like, book a tour because it wasn't wasn't profitable. So that's still going on Uh or whatever. But, like, yeah, I just feel like the music... Like, Spotify literally, like ruined everything
1: for everyone <laughs> you think so why because of like it's just less money now for the artists? yeah i guess it's like the opposite problem of what you're
0: describing with like the film industry where it's like you don't have the money to even make your ideas come to fruition in the first place i don't know mm, yeah. at least like the real creative people who like deserve that money you know who are, who are like the biggest earning Like the people who get like the biggest Contracts For like new albums <laughs> It's like not Fucking creative people Like I don't know Drake I like some Drake songs um,
1: I wouldn't actually talk shit too much shit on Drake Well Drake Was good in 2016 and prior But now it's just He's just shitting out albums now
0: I don't listen to his albums, but I liked uh, God's Plan.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. It's like
0: around, that's like his best song, in my opinion, that I've heard.
1: God's Plan, what is that? Is that 2015? Trying to remember when that song came out, 2014, maybe?
0: I don't know. When were they giving out a million dollars to (laughs) Black Lives Matter protesters?
1: Oh, God. Oh yeah, you're right. 2018. Wasn't
0: that what it was? Like he was just like giving. That's way more cash. recent than I thought. I what really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. he was like okay, so like Kanye West I gave the, like five million dollars. Do you know okay. Kanye West gave five million to like Sandra Bland's estate or something? Um, who is Sandra Bland? One of the
1: probably an offensive question.
0: One of, I think she was the 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 black lady that like got ran up in in her house.
1: Oh yeah, they went to the wrong address. Yeah, they they shot her.
0: So he was like, "Yeah, Sandra Bland Foundation, five million dollars." And I think that was like right before the God's Plan music video came out. And in the music video, he's like giving
1: stacks of cash to people. (laughs) (laughs) That's. The feud between Kanye West and Drake is so weird. Because Kanye West, like, idolizes Drake. Yeah, and then at the time
0: when they, like, everyone thought that they were, like, really on the rocks, he, like, shows up in, like, the new... Drake shows up in, like, the new Yeezy, like, silhouette at, like, one of his concerts. It's, like, yeah, they seem to, like, be frenemies, like, crazy.
1: Yeah, they had the, the Free Larry Hoover concert, about it to, together. But I don't know. I mean, I th- I think Kanye West is a manic person. Maybe similar to Summer from Fish Tank. He might suffer a similar, uh, brain situation. Yeah. No. Like when people get manic, like they're, I think it feels really, really good, and so they just do crazy shit and like, but it's like de- You get
0: like delusional too. Like you don't even know what's happening. Right. Well, you kind of know what's happening, but it's like, you know, like it's like a, it's like a distorted version of what's happening. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So before we go though, um, okay. We're we at the end here. Yeah. We're, we've done an hour. Okay. Um, Whoa. I want to ask you, That's yeah, pretty good. <laughs> we talked mostly, we have a fish tank for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. But, uh, what do you think about break core? Um and did you see any of like the social media posts going around about it or was that was that just am i just imagining um, things Breakcore is
1: like drum and bass right
0: Right right, right. Okay
1: yeah so i don't know uh, i listened to the music i d- i didn't hear of any controversy around it though well, like, What i heard just... is like drum and bass is coming up next like that's 2024 the year of maybe maybe it's called breakcore now i don't know oh yeah well i mean what
0: exactly (laughs) is the difference i guess is like i don't know yeah
1: like people say like oh i don't listen to drum and bass i listen to jungle which i guess is just drum and bass like i I can't tell the difference when i listen to jungle playlist versus drum and bass it's a break course the same way
0: it's not a lot of variety in the drum sounds or like tempos (laughs) right yeah, but I think
1: it, I think what they literally do is take like a drum break and just speed it up. I don't even think they're writing drums and drum and bass.
0: I almost feel like breakcore might just be drum and bass is like slightly slowed down. Like by okay, like 10%. maybe maybe like
1: breakcore is the more futuristic version, and then like jungle is the more uh, like kind of retroy type stuff. <laughs>
0: I think early break. Now that I'm thinking of it. I want to say that early breakcore was like something different because, like, now it's like it's almost like a lo fi vibe. Like, do you know uh Pink Panthers?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've come across that People call her bit. like breakcore, yeah. like,
0: she her most famous thing is like Adam the Adam F song is like flipped, um, which is huh. just a drum and bass song from the 90s. But like, I don't know, I just feel like it's like. It might be like the bedroom popization of drum and bass, honestly, it's like the like soft girly
1: version of it, wow, well, yeah, yeah, we're seeing like a really weird like music right now is kind of like in an awkward place, like hyper pop music isn't good, <laughs> but it's like really <laughs> what represents modern music today, and like I don't even think. People that are like interested in music like hyperpop that much. Like it really is just loud noise. I think we've gotten to like a weird, awkward time where like hyperpop we're, like, lost is too in direction vague. Like...
0: Hyperpop became like synonym for just hundred gex.
1: Yeah, I feel like, like maybe PC music. I think is sort of the same thing.
0: Um, I've only heard a couple of those. You know, yeah. it's something I mean, that I'm like. Just, as, Be yeah, loud
1: I, and obnoxious and don't really try. That's, I'm like vaguely <laughs> <that's the genre. laughs>
0: sort of like interested in it and I listen I listen to a lot of like drain gang stuff actually. But uh okay. I think I think they actually
1: recommended them to me before. I <laughs> like think they're I interesting like stuff.
0: songwriters. Blade and Young Lean. Okay. I think Young Lean's like a weird I don't know. As far as like white rappers I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, um, I don't know if they would even oh, consider themselves <laughs> uh I don't know if they would consider themselves hyper pop, but I feel like the sound is there a little bit, yeah, I would consider all of their music all that label year zero year one, I think it's called um like dance rap with like a lot of auto tune, but not necessarily hyper pop,
1: yeah that's like kind of the interesting thing about music too is like usually there has to have there has to be a setting of where the listener is when listening to the song in mind while making the song like oh is this like is this music for the dance club is this music when you're hanging out with friends is this music to play poker too is this music for mm. late night drives is this study music that's kind like, of
0: what it is too with break horror. Is yeah. That it's the same thing as drum and bass, only like you listen to it like you like they say IDM, you listen to it at home.
1: Yeah. But that, I like, yeah, the it sort weird... of gets into like whether or not like music is good to some people. Like some people don't like music unless they can picture themselves dancing to it at the club. <laughs> and that just like completely distorts how music is consumed.
0: That's weird. That's an interesting Okay, yeah. I think, yeah, people consider themselves, like, performing a song often when they listen to it, maybe. I don't really know. Oh, yeah?
1: Yeah, like, oh, I don't like the song because I can't sing along to it.
0: Or I don't, like, relate like, that to plays it a role. personally. That's true. But yeah. I think I've come to the philosophy with, like, lyricism um, that, like, all good songs are, like, lies. Like love songs are like lies, right? So it's like, it's like, you're talking about the pain that you feel when it's really just, it's like a peacock thing where it's like, I'm going to sing this for my, my love to let them know how much I, they affect me, but I'm not actually Uh, that hurt by them, you know?
1: I, I wouldn't okay I think you're making an interesting point but I I wouldn't blanket it statements like put that over like all but like the best ones songs, like, like
0: I'm talking about weird shit too, like my tastes are weird like I'm into like Deerhoof and they have like this one album that's like it's like a it's a love album but it's called breakup song okay so it's like conflicted in all these ways and they have this philosophy of their music where they don't inject emotion into it, but they want listeners to like make a. There, I could talk about Deerhoof for a while, but like, yeah, love. It ballads kind of reminds are me a of thing, maybe.
1: It kind of reminds me of my most recent album. Um, I don't know when this comes out. I have another. I have another album coming off February sixteenth, twenty twenty four. This is my self plug. But my re- most recent one, it's called Healing Nothing More, and it's an album about suicide so it's you're listening to the narrative of this guy who walks into the ocean and drowns himself but I called it healing nothing more and that's similar to this deer hoof thing that she said where it's you know about love but it's called breakup I think that dichotomy Mm -hmm. of like energies like there's something to explore there because you're looking in between these polar opposites
0: yeah. Do you, are there,
1: I listened to it once. Is there even much lyrics in there? There's not much lyrics. So, so you have to look at the song titles. Yeah. The song titles is I, I walk to the beach. Uh, <laughs> I made this a year ago. Sorry, I already forgot. I walk to the beach. Uh, he, he, I, I walk into the water. He says, uh, one song is called, um, the water is not, or the water is cold. But in the song, I'm saying, "Oh, it's not so cold." And then we get yeah. this song where it's kind of like this um, release of of dopamine, and this is like when the guy who's in the ocean is kind of like forgetting where he is. You know, like the song. It sounds like a live performance on a stage. It's completely different from all of the other songs where we got this crazy electronic energy. So he's like, oh, like I'm finally in this moment and it feels so good, you know, and he kind of like loses himself and then we get back into like where we were before that and he's, he's facing this reality of him about to drown. (laughs) It's, I guess it's hard to maybe pick it up if you don't know that, but I, I hope the song titles help and all the sound effects of the ocean and going underwater no, that's cool, but that's yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna
0: revisit it. I'm gonna revisit it, but it reminds me of yeah. that. There's a Radiohead song called "The Tourist" from OK Computer. I used to be that sounds familiar. With that. It's very. It sounds like that vibe because it's about a guy that like, um. Well, there's like theories about the concept of the album, but I think it's a guy that's like shipwrecked or something, and he's like dying. but yeah um the other thing that that brings me back to and we will maybe leave it at this but uh ever <laughs> since i got the first band that i was hyper obsessed with was corn back in like late late wow. 90s early 2000, 2001 issues and uh they do the same thing of like bit of like almost like Yammy kawaii you know like sick cute uh fucking mixing ultra positive and ultra negative because there's like there's like music boxes and like references to like mr rogers and shit but it's like meant to be (laughs) a little bit twisted you know yeah but at the same time they're actually incorporating like those pleasant like almost um childlike sounds into the music
1: yeah i think that's what i think that's exactly what it is you present two opposite things and then you're free to explore everything in between
0: yeah well i'll i'll check out that album a little bit more um it is healing nothing more healing nothing more monty corbell and a new one coming soon i'll be working on music in february too and hopefully in march have something to report uh we'll look forward to that though and yeah um yeah I'm going to go smoke some cigarettes. I think this was like very productive <laughs> despite forgetting one of the threads of conversation earlier. I'm going to blame myself for that.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. Go, go back to in the recording and, and text me afterwards and be like, it was this and then we we're going to be like, crap. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> it it's like the part. third
0: or fourth time this has happened in 10 episodes. So I'm sorry. It's just like, I'm sorry. It's just like some guy.
1: Thing. I don't even know if I even know that we're just that well. So maybe Wednesday we've led to a good conversation. We had oh. we had good conversations otherwise. That's that's what I think.
0: Have you ever listened one last thing, have you ever listened to Beach okay. House? No. Oh, they're so
1: good. But well, you listen to a lot of electronics? I like think Pet Shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes.
0: I listen okay. to like a lot of
1: foreign music too. I don't really care about lyrics, so I listen to stuff from all around the world.
0: That's chill. I've been getting into some Korean music. Korean, cool. Maybe. Yeah, maybe we can some share Japanese some music. music, music. Alright, chill. Um, thanks. Uh maybe come back in a few weeks or so. Um we'll keep in touch. Um Yeah, this is fun. And yeah, um have have a good one, everyone.
1: Yes, yes, peace I'll, out, peace out. I love Follow you me bye. on Spotify. Oh yeah. Check out the Spotify.
0: <laughs> Check out Friendship Emulator on um Twitter and also there's a Patreon where there's some bonus comic Strips that I make. <clears throat> so, yeah, and maybe some bonus episodes in the j- distant future, but no promises. Thanks again.
1: Peace. Peace, peace.